This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big crocodiles and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on the Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the Tinfoil Hat Titan, a.k.a. the Conspiracy Realist, a.k.a. the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles, a.k.a. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach, also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me, Mr. If You Don't Like Me, Fight Me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me, a.k.a. The West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? And it's your man, Dame Gone Wild, the West Side Landlord, the Pride of PA, High Chief Dame Don't Fuck Around, the liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite dame, and the David Welcome of the Shop Talk Podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Let's go. Yo, welcome back. Episode, uh, I don't know, 222 of Shop Talk Podcast. I think it is three twos. Yeah, 222s. Uh, didn't Jay Z do a two 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 or two twenty two twos or some shit like that? Twenty two twos. Yeah, twenty two twos. Uh, you know, cannabis did a thirty three threes, but that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, what's up, man, brother? Uh, <laughs> um, you sound a little bit better, man. Glad. To, how was your week, man? You know what, man? I just want to give everybody an update. Uh, my week was good. I started dialysis this week. Started this past Tuesday. Uh, right now, they got me going three days a week, so I did it on Tuesday, Thursday, and by the time this comes out on Saturday, I probably have already had my third session. Uh, you know, the people at DeVita are amazing. They got your boy feeling good. Uh, I'm up and walking on a walker right now. I don't want people to be alarmed when I say that, but, like, I was in the hospital for a week, and I didn't walk. Yeah, and when when I saw my doctor today, he said like you kind of lose about twenty percent of your strength, you know, when you're not, uh, you know, fighting it back with gravity. Like we need gravity in order for circulation and to stay strong. And yeah, you know, I spent a week in the hospital bed and I did not walk. So the first time I got up, man, I had to baby deer legs. So they had to they got me on this walker right now. Uh, but guys, you know, Lord willing, I should be off of this thing in a, in a few days. I've been going, walking around the house, going up some steps. So, I mean, I'm getting stronger. Uh, I actually got out today and drove a little bit because I had to go to a doctor's appointment. Okay. And I was just sick motherfuckers just trying to babysit me. So I drove myself and I had to, you know, be well equipped with the walker today. But let, and, people, uh, just getting, let people take care of you, though. Let people take care of you for 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 a couple of seconds. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking the help completely because it's uh, you know, man. I I'll be honest. A lot of y'all have reached out, uh, you know, whatever through whatever medium you've reached out, and the support 
and the love has been overwhelming. Uh, and I just want to say thank you. You know, if you can hear me and I don't want to miss anybody and, you know, upset you for any reason, but I just want to say thank you to everybody, you know, because a lot of you all have reached out offering support, help, wanting to make sure I knew, you know, the things that were available to me, the, the different services available to me. I got my man Verge bringing me juices. Uh, support my brother, man. Support my brother in these in these juices. Hey, Verge, uh, juice this. Yeah, yeah, that's the that is the homie. That's my little brother. Uh, he's reached out to support. You know, I've had you know just a lot of y'all just reaching out to check in on me, man. I've had people already offer like, look, man, if I can be a match for your kidney. I'm willing to give you one. And man, that's, that's such a, that's, that's very humbling. Uh, I don't, you know, it's a, it's a whole process to get a new kidney. Uh, and I'm, I'm at the very beginning of the process. You know, I'll, I'm young enough where I'll be on the kidney donor list or be able to get on that list. Uh, if I'm able to find a living match and a living donor, you know, I'm, I'm gonna do it. Uh, You know, maybe maybe you might have, end up having a shop talk drive to help find a landlord a kidney. But uh, you know what, man, I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take all the help as it comes. I just want to say thank you because this thing has been it's been humbling. You know, at the end of the day, I I, I talk brash and bold, and you know, I'm just as cocky as the Lord made me. But I'm I'm literally just a, a West Side nigga with a mouth and opinion and a platform. And, you know, to see the people that I've touched and reached and that I've touched their lives and, and they just give a fuck about me, man, I, I, I can't explain the, the love and, and how that feels, man. I just can't even explain it. God is so good. Y'all are so good to me. And I love each and every one of y'all. I'm getting stronger by the day. I should be back in studio, you know. Fingers crossed next week. I'm going to go back to work for a little bit also. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get back to life, man. But God is so good. And every day he shows me, you know, more and more that, you know, people really care about me. People really love me. They love the show. They love This Week in Culture. They love our platform. They love Shop Talk Podcast, man. And I love y'all back, man. Uh, each and every one of y'all. Man, that's extremely dope, man. Uh, shit, man, if we need to do a, a, a shop tap kidney anything, you know we doing it. <laughs> like that's yeah, not that's I not mean, even that's not even a question. We can do that immediately. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. Once I once I figure out what it is exactly that I need, or you know, because I'll be honest, man, it's it's a lot of information. I'm learning things day by day about yeah. my condition and what I need to do moving forward. And while I thought dialysis with the death was a death sentence, this thing is giving me life, man. It's it's literally saving my life. So and, let me let me know, ask I, uh, let me ask. I don't know how much you want to share or can share. So um, I'm not a hundred percent familiar with the the process of dialysis. How has it been, mm-hmm. uh, or can you explain, or you want to share like how has this process been uh, since putting you on, and like what does it look like? Uh, what it looks like, well, it's a few different things have happened. When I initially went into the hospital, I was in very dire straits. I had a lot of fluid around my heart. 
uh, a lot of potassium buildup, and I didn't know that too much potassium could kill you. And I was almost at that level where the potassium would have stopped my heart. So initially when they started dialysis, they put a port in my thigh, right around my groin area. But don't worry, ladies, the, the meat still works. Uh, <laughs> you know, I just want uh, to put that out there. The meat still works. Uh, after about a, and it's funny that the, when the, when the doctor put the port in my thigh, he, it was funny. He kind of read the room. He was like, look, initially this thing typically goes around the neck area, but he was like, I thought you might get to tripping. So we just decided to do it there. So they put the port in my thigh. I did emergency dialysis that evening. And then, uh, after being in the hospital a few days, they put a port in my chest. So essentially, uh, right around my collarbone, I have like a little, uh, in it's a plug. There's two little plugs that come out. So when I go to dialysis, they hook me up to the machine using the plugs coming out of my chest so they can clean the toxins and filter the blood. Now, right now, being the dialysis is so brand new for me. They don't know if my kidneys may possibly restart well, this is going to be a long-term type of deal. Gotcha. Uh, I have stage four kidney disease, uh, but they don't, again, dialysis could help restart my kidneys. Uh, so until they get that part figured out uh, and I follow up with my nephrologist, which is the kidney doctor, uh, I'll keep the port in my chest. Eventually, if dialysis becomes like a long-term thing for me, They'll put either a port in my arm and I continue to go to the center. I would also have the option since I'm young enough and still healthy enough where I can do uh, dialysis at home, which would put a port in my stomach and then it will dialysize my blood while I sleep at night. Mm. I don't know if I'm going to go the home route because I see how involved this is. Yeah. And I'll be honest, man, like that's a lot to put on my family. Yeah. Uh, right. Right now, getting up and going to dialysis three days a week, you know, it's not what I thought it was. Uh, so I don't mind the get up and going. You know, uh, how long does uh, been very, when you when you go for like a treatment? How long are you connected? Like how long does that take? Uh, right now, I'm going three hours. Three hours. Uh, oh, wow. I go to dialysis, at, but I go to dialysis at five thirty in the morning. 9 o'clock, we done. So I still got the whole day in front of me. So like that schedule, I don't mind at all. Gotcha. And, so, and once I get back to driving, like on a regular and don't have to depend on somebody, you know, that'll be really easy. And the place is literally like seven minutes away from my house. Oh, that's so, dope. I mean, that's dope. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they, they have done absolutely everything to make, you know, this idiot proof and as easy as possible for me. So, you know, I'm going to continue to just take it easy, man. Man, thank God for technology, though. Like, to, 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 to think of that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, we're going to make something that does something that the body does that you can just pull up to, connect you, and extend your life. Um, that's amazing. You know, it's crazy because when I was a, a young man, my grandfather was on dialysis. Uh, you know, and I've, I've touched on it a, a little bit. My grandfather was my rock. That was my heart. That was my my guy. Uh, you know, I named my my oldest son after him because I, you know, my grandfather was a pastor, a man of the cloth. Uh, 
just a dynamic man and really the the rock of my family. And my grandfather was on dialysis and he passed six days after I turned 13. And I, that was always ingrained in my brain. Like granddad died on dialysis. Uh, and that fear, yeah. that fear of the unknown, you know, that, that always fueled me, even up until recently. I didn't want to do it because my grandfather died on dialysis. This shit gonna kill me. But, you know, there's been a lot of progressions in medicine in the last 20, 25 years, you know, and what they know about the human body, what what dialysis is able to do, what what medic what medication, what doctors are able to do are amazing now. Yeah. And I know that, you know, I'm in good hands. Yes, eventually I'm gonna need a kidney. Like that's what's gonna save my life. Right. And but I but, you know, I, I'm also a man of faith myself and I know that God has brought me through this far. You know, he's gonna take me the rest of the way. So it's just it's just a process and I'm gonna go through the process, but I'm gonna get what I need. And that's what you gotta know. He will take you to it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I joke about it, but I mean, you know, I've been I've been trying to get God God put me through this to get me something to talk about, to get me something to rhyme about, to get me something to touch somebody else with. You know, my story, my test is is not mine alone. This, this is gonna help somebody else. And I see that, you know, my platform is bigger than what I thought it was. And I just want I want to continue to to help and be a light to somebody else that, you know, and I'm encouraging all my brothers, all my brothers, go to the motherfucking doctor, go get a physical, go get checked out. That cough that ain't right. You know, when you wake up and you don't feel right, that ain't right. You know, something is off with your body. Stop being afraid of your physician. Stop being afraid to go to the doctor. Go to the doctor, get a physical, get checked out. No, you may not always like what they tell you. The news may be life-changing, but nigga, deal with it. You understand? Deal with it, gentlemen, because your your lady needs you. Your kids need you. Your family needs you. Your homeboys need you. And... You know, regardless of what you are going through, they can get you the help that you need. But just go through the doctor and deal with it, gentlemen. I'm just encouraging all my brothers out there. If I can just ask y'all one thing, get up, take your asses to the doctor, get a physical, get checked up and down. Let them draw blood. Let them do everything they need. Check for STDs. Like, for real, because we be out here living life. Fuck around and have a uh, have a STD for like two years and you ain't know it and that didn't fucked up some shit in you for a long term that you could have got rid of with some penicillin. Absolutely, and there's no shame in it. There's no shame in it. The the shame is not knowing. Yeah, and and being in a fucked up position, but find out the truth, deal with the truth, and live a better life. Live a better life. It's you know, it's two people in this world that I do not lie to. That is Dr. Harold Rodner and my lawyer. I don't lie. I don't lie to my lawyer, Eddie, neither. Them two people get the truth about everything because, like, I see how important health is. Health is wealth. And if you, all I need in this world is my health and my family, I will figure out the rest. Yeah. Well, man, that's good, man. That's good to hear, man. And um, when you get back up, on uh, your feet 100% man we can start shooting this documentary you feel me 
Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, we'll put it. We'll put it on. We'll put it on film. So we'll get it. We get everything together. Uh, this week, man. Um, had a pretty cool week, I guess. I'm still breathing, so I'm still cheesing. That's always a plus. Uh, Amen. Man, I've been fucking with this stock shit heavy, dog. Did you? Do you got Robin Hood? Do you mess with Robin Hood? Uh, I don't have it. I've, I've heard. I see you talking about it, but that's for the stock market, correct? Yeah. Um. I all tw- right, give me a hit. Give I, me a hit. I mean, I tweet out the link to the app all the time on Twitter because if you use my link, I'll get a free stock and you'll get a free stock. Shameless plug, and it's gonna be in the <laughs> episode notes. But it's like um. Like everybody always been talking about stocks forever, but like it's a really simple shit that you can actually use to to start viewing stock and purchasing, right? Uh, so, mm-hmm. Rocket Mortgage, um, who's might as well own the city of Detroit. Like a lot of the, your friends and family members work down for these companies and shit. So, like you should probably invest in a company that keeps hiring people in your neighborhoods and keeping everybody employed because you know, they will probably do well. You know what I'm saying? So I grabbed some rocket stock. It's doing pretty good. It did some pretty good today too. Um, Of course I invest in Apple stock because I'm Steve. It's never going to fail. Right. But like um, one of the things I've noticed or I've heard is like, man, I don't know shit about stocks. And it's cool that you don't to an extent, but you should know about things that you know about. Like, what do you like? I like Apple. I know a lot about Apple. I like Nike. I like focus on some shit that you know about and you like and go invest in those companies. You know what I mean? Uh, The reason I brung up Apple specifically and the Robinhood app is, uh, you know, Apple stock. They did really good today. Uh, they about right now. It's at a uh, four hundred and forty four fifty two eighteen per. All right, per uh, share. Uh, today, it went up twenty four dollars and one cent. Like so, if you had just one stock, you made twenty four dollars today. In the last week, it's went up sixty two dollars a share. In the last month, it's went up ninety nine dollars and twenty four cent a share. In the last three months, $104. In the last year, $140. Um, so what I like about Robinhood is Robinhood allows you to do fractional shares. So like say you don't got $452 per share, but you got 200 bucks. Well, you can buy 200 bucks worth of $452.18. You know what I'm saying? So when the stock raised by 20%, because today, well, if the in the last year it raised forty four point ninety two percent, yo, two hundred dollars that you put in would raise forty four point ninety two percent. Tesla stock is like damn near three thousand dollars or some shit. Well, I'm sorry, um, it's like two grand, but uh, Amazon stock is three thousand uh, dollars. If you don't got three thousand dollars, you can put some money on it to an extent. Uh, and still be involved and, and still get some returns and just try it out, man. Uh, Apple is about to split their stock on August 31st by four. So if you own one stock for 400 bucks um, on August 31st, they're going to split it. You'll still have your $400 worth, but it's going to be four stocks and they will be a hundred dollars a piece you, using simple math. Um, so, uh, Hey man, Use Robinhood. Look at it. 
Uh, I think Stash is a good app. Um, you can take some money and you can just put 10, 15 bucks a week away somewhere and it'll just put some money in some fractional shares. You can grab three or four of them and damn near like some mini um, mutual funds a little bit. But I, I encourage people to get into it because it makes me want to find out more and you spend a little bit more time on the internet looking at different shit. Um, because we've been in COVID for what since March, right? Uh, right. You use DocuSign? Are you familiar with DocuSign? Yeah. Man, yeah, doc- I use DocuSign. I used it at work. Nigga, did you DocuSign stock like triple? <laughs> like, because that, since everybody is like, that's a new way of doing business. Yeah. People are not face to face anymore. Look, man, I know you don't got to know about stock, but you know about something. It could be hair care products. It could be shoes. It could be anything. Nike ain't never going nowhere. Please believe Nike's never run out of business. Your your, your money's safe with Nike to an extent. Um, Apple ain't going nowhere. Uh, shit. Um, Google, their parent company is Alphabet. They like the third most profitable company in the world. They not going nowhere. Exxon Mobil, Apple, and Alphabet, aka Google. They never. They're not going nowhere anytime soon. Cause never say never. You know what? And what I always encourage people is that, look, we all got smartphones, whether it's Android or an iPhone. Use the damn smartphone. Like Google, <laughs> become educated about something. Don't be a dumbass with a smartphone. Thanks. I don't want to sound like holier than thou, but like literally, like use the phone for more than, you know, playing music and, and, and keeping up on Candy Crush. Like it, it, this is a powerful tool. And, you know, one thing that I've learned about being on my back and being on my ass, man, is the power that this phone has in terms of opportunities and helping me make money. Let me tell you something. Me and my dogs, we all finna be rich. Like, I believe that shit. And a lot of and it's going to come from like this phone is going to help me get there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's the gift and the curse. I know a lot of people say, yo, social media and your phone, put your phone down, all other shit. But it's a great communication tool, man. Like if I can, I can get any piece of information I want from my phone. Like it got everything in there, dog. So uh, also since Apple is yeah. about to split their stock um, on August 31st and right now it's $450 uh, since it's, uh hold on. <laughs> somebody's calling in uh because it's 450 dollars a share and when they split it in four it'll be more affordable for more people right to get a full share which means more people are gonna go buy towards the end of the month so if you get something a little bit right now it's gonna worth the price is going up price of the brick going up then you know in uh october um the iphone new iphone gonna drop which means they stock gonna go up and then like come on man this this is this is like child's play it's a no-brainer yeah Yeah. it's a no-brainer sorry man so let's um let's start getting to some shit this week man okay where you want to start at first all right man we got we got to start with 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 meg we got to start with meg the stallion fam uh i i want to say like yesterday uh, I'm not bullshitting either. Um, this is not even like an exaggeration. No less than 10 people sent me a video <laughs> and pictures rather uh, of Meg when she posted a picture uh, of her of her foot. Um, you see, I've clearly you seen the picture and shit, right? Yeah, I seen. I saw the picture and I saw her and I saw the video that she put out. Uh, I mean, 
I'm gonna run the video Go right. I, I'm gonna run the video. You okay. know, uh, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to insert it because you're not gonna be able to hear it. So I don't be fucking with nobody. I don't do nothing to nobody. But y'all motherfuckers <laughs> really dragging it. Like I tried to just be cool, stay out the way. Cause at the end of the day, I'm really a real bitch. Like I'm from Houston. I'm from the motherfucking South side. It ain't like a, oh, let me go run and tell my business to the motherfucking internet. Let me go run and tell my business to the police. Like, you know what I'm saying? I ain't never been that type of person. Like, but I'm not gonna let y'all keep playing in my face. And I'm not gonna let this nigga keep playing in my face either. So, since y'all hoes so worry about it, yes, this nigga Tory shot me. You shot me. And you got your publicists and your people going to these blogs lying and shit. Stop lying. Why lie? I don't understand. What are your thoughts, man? Uh, I, I was a little surprised. Uh, I was a little bit surprised and only for the reason that, you know, she had been quiet for so long, you know, this thing had died down so long. And while we all make jokes and, you know, things didn't add up to, to us, Megan filled in the gaps. She clearly said this nigga name. She said, you shot me. <laughs> she said, I didn't tell you shot me. I didn't tell the police because I didn't want us to. I didn't want them to shoot up a car full of us, which makes complete fucking sense because, you know, with just the state of the world right now. Uh, and like, I, I don't. Megan is a civilian. She is not a gangster. She's not a gangster rap artist. She is a civilian. She is a young lady that raps. She should not be held to some of the same standards and street codes that we hold niggas to with snitching. This nigga Tory assaulted her, plain and simple. Yeah, that's so assaulted that woman. We're not he even. Tried to. We ain't even gonna touch on that on that this weak ass narrative that's going out. It's that's that's stupid. <laughs> I mean, I I just want to address it because that'd be the first. Well, nigga, you snitch. She snitch. No, she did not snitch. She told her story. She is not held to the same rules and standards. She is not of that life. That woman was assaulted by a man that she was dating. And I will be honest, especially with some shit that I've seen this week, not not even pertaining to this Meg Thee Stallion situation. Y'all niggas hate black women. Now, I don't care if you, you want to say it publicly or say it privately, but your actions show that y'all hate black women. Black women deserve to be heard every single time. Women in general deserve to be heard every single time. Women in general deserve to be protected. It's a lot of y'all that I know personally that look kind of funny in the light to me because I hear you say certain things, you carry a certain tough guy aura, or if I knew this nigga, he wouldn't be able to do this. Yeah, like, right. There's a lot of motherfuckers in y'all circle that are creeps that are pedophiles, that are, you know, that assault women, that are dangerous. I mean, we y'all seen that. check your homeboys. We seen that when the damn, the rapey leaks started happening and everybody, the, yeah. and what was that, May? When that started? Or yeah. June 1st yeah. or whatever? Uh, when that, May when or that, June? Yeah. Um, when all the shit, when all the shit, shit kind of came to the surface would be hot. 
it's a lot of y'all that's standing next to niggas that look funny and alike. Y'all ain't check, y'all ain't even had to, ain't even opened your mouths up to your homeboys, but you talk tough like you this and that, and what you'll do to another nigga. Your man's standing right there, and you ain't did shit. We have to protect black women, plain and simple. I am an advocate for the black woman. And I will say this live on, on Shop Talk Podcast. If I find out that you're a creep, you're on some pedophile shit, you're an abuser, you are not welcome where the blue and the black is at. I'm going to say it plain and fucking simple. We do not support that fuck shit. Not at all. Megan needs to be supported. Her story needs to be heard. This young woman needs to be validated, vindicated, and protected. Uh, I agree. And as as we get into the episode a little bit further, um, we do got to make sure that once something happens and something crosses the line, um, that there is a clear and direct uh, social impact and that is felt across the board. So people shouldn't feel comfortable in certain spaces after information has been released um, that you you beat up on a woman, you shot a woman. Um, you did something to a kid or you did like certain people or shit. You murdered somebody. You robbed, you robbed a nigga, you robbed a, anybody. And you did this. Like people shouldn't feel comfortable in certain spaces. Um, they should feel ostracized and they should, we should push certain people out. Um, so let's. Absolutely. There, there's, there's no, there's no fame. There's no, there's no acclaim that comes with that, that that comes with that shit. Like we can't, we gotta we gotta start stop hyping that type of shit up. There's nothing to be proud of when you conduct yourself in that manner. Plain and simple, we are not children. We are all adults. There's absolutely nothing to be proud of when it comes to a nigga assaulting a woman. You know, being creepy with women or young girls. You are a pedophile. You know, if you assault in women, there's no acclaim that comes along with that. You should not be celebrated. You should not be protected. You should be pulled in front of the public and ostracized. You, you sh- it shouldn't be comfortable for you to move around your city. And that's the reputation that you have. And like I said, a lot of y'all claim to be this and that, or I'm a G, I, I don't, me and my team don't roll like that. Like, look, yes, y'all do. And y'all some suckers for that shit. Some sucker ass niggas for that shit. So let's let's get in the notes and the boats of this shit. Um, right? Cause I mean, I thought that shit was capped for a minute because of information, right? <laughs> so right. or for lack of for lack of information, really. Right, for lack of information. So this is this is a couple of, I don't even know if the concern is the 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 the, the issue, right? Um so the video come out. So first off, when we heard of the incident, like we heard her, she got, she got cut on glass or some shit like, that. like that was the original, excuse me. That was the original story. The next day right. it was, you know, I was shot. You know what I'm saying? And I was shot as a, a act towards me specifically. So it was like me. Um, and then like the next day it was like, yo, the bullets were taken out of my foot, both feet. I was shot in both. You know what I'm saying? And we knew that Tory got arrested for having a gun. And we was like, okay. So the theory got out there. We're like, well, put two and two together. But then when that didn't happen, 
shit just kind of rumors started and all the other shit, right? And like ultimately, isn't what we wanted was for her to tell? Like, nigga, if that nigga shot you, say he shot you. Like it shouldn't even be a, a, a um an expectation that I don't t- like nigga, you shot me. Like yeah. you can't shoot me and me not say nothing. Either I'm going to shoot you immediately afterwards. Like if I'm not if I don't plan on handling this shit on the streets myself, like nigga, you're like you can't shoot me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that was the that was like, yo, we need to if that nigga did it, let's get him, right? But it seemed like it was an it was annoying her that people wanted her to say that this nigga shot me. And then it became annoying, like, oh y'all, y'all won't let me go. Y'all want this, none of y'all business. Like, listen, I get it. Um, but like you, you a celebrity. Like we saw a video from a helicopter with you bleeding from the foot after and then you t- came out and said, I got shot on purpose by a person in the car. And it was only, you know what I'm saying? So we was like, it's not even a my business type of thing. Like, fam, it's out there. And we always wanted right. you to say like, yo, this is what happened. So when she dropped a video this week and she was like, y'all hoes. I was like, y'all hoes. Like, you mad at the people who wanted you to say that that nigga shot you so we can get the nigga out of here, fuck him up, kill him, do anything? Like, so we can know really what's going on. I thought it was strange that like, you mad at the people for wanting you to do what you ultimately did, which was the right thing. That aside, she say, yo, this nigga Tory shot me. It don't get no more clearer than that. Ain't that we always, we wanted the information. So now court me. We wanted confirmation. And she gave like one of her bodyguards was like, yo, count your fucking days. You know what I'm saying? That was back in the day. So we all knew or kind of thought, but I'm like, yo, listen, how do a nigga shoot somebody and the police show up and he don't get arrested? So she went to explain that she didn't tell. That shit kind of wild to me. Um, And I don't, do you think because she's a rapper and because culturally we're so fucked up that she has some sort of obligation as rapper black person from a hood not to tell even though something fucked up happened to you i think initially that was that's probably how she looked at it and handled it but you know when you have emotions are high in the moment you know what i'm saying we we've had interactions with the police everybody is going through something traumatic and when you're it's fight, or, it's fight or flight in the moment. So I can understand initially uh, she delayed in saying something. But now she's trying to get back to life, and she de- she deserves that. She deserves to have her life back. She deserves to, you know, move forward with her life, and she deserves to live her truth. And if this is her truth, we, we owe it to Meg to listen to her and, and hear it out. Because we was all, everybody was there for the jokes, including us. We were there for the jokes. And now that she's coming with no jokes, just just the truth, yeah. we deserve to hear this young lady out. I mean, Her she, voice she said to be heard. She said it all. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, yeah. this is what happened. And for whatever reason, she felt the obligation uh, 
to us, to black. I mean, she was like, yo, the police was there. Um, and I was afraid the police was going to shoot us. Like, no, nigga, you just got shot by the nigga in the car. Don't protect him. This little fucking Canadian. I mean, that's hindsight 2020. I can't tell her what to think in the moment. But, like, in my brain, I'm like, man, fuck that nigga. Shit, he did shoot you. You worrying about getting shot by the police. This nigga shot you a couple minutes ago. Like, let me tell you that nigga should, it, it shouldn't even, it shouldn't even be allowed to, to get away with it that long. Like I, at a, even if, go ahead, I'm go sorry. ahead, man. I was going to say that even in her distress and duress, her first obligation was to save, was to save face for the black man. A black man that, that essentially tried to kill her. When you pull a gun and you shoot somebody, I, like you, you're trying, you're trying to hurt them. You're trying to kill them. You're trying, like it's is never with the best intentions. And even in her distress and going going through whatever she was going through, her first reaction was, "I'm going to try and save him." Well, the four people. It was four of them. So it was her, her friend, a bodyguard, and Tori. So she said, "I didn't want them to shoot us. I want to say that." Yo, my whole idea was just protect Tori because I don't think that's necessarily the the narrative. But she said, yo, it was it was four of us, you know what I'm saying, that was in the car. And when the police put and I mean, at that particular point, uh, they all got put out the car one by one via a fucking bullhorn. So it really wasn't a conversation as far as like, hey, yo, because you seen the movie, how they was moving her and like making her step one step back and everybody got out one by yeah. one by, you know what I'm saying? By a bullhorn. But like, yo, once we get down to the station, yo, this nigga shot me. This not cool. Yeah. But like, uh, Matt, so let's take this off a of tour. And uh, Megan, imagine, uh, who, give me two rappers, dog. I know who I was about to go to, but that may be a little bit too real. Give me two rappers, dog. Let's go 50 Cent and Fat Joe. 50 Cent and Fat Joe. Dem- Matter of fact, I'll give you the real situation. Fuck it. 50 Cent and Ja Rule. These niggas okay. have a problem. They meet up in the studio. 50 goes inside of the studio. The lights go off. Someone's get hurt, hit, stabbed in the face. Lights turn on. Uh, we expecting some sort of retaliation or and or what? Someone to call the police. This whole 50 cent right. is really 5-0. 50 cent is a snitch. You know, all that shit came from that altercation because there was a quote unquote order of protection because there was an altercation there. Like, I can't imagine two people. I can't imagine 50 cent shooting Ja Rule. And then Ja Rule not say nothing about 50 shooting him ever and don't plan to no get back. Right. Like we would we would have a field day with that. Like, no, who the what happened? And we wanted to know because shit, we half of us knows the other half is like, yo, we do care about these people because we listen to them so much. We listen to the interviews, we caught up in them. Like, it must be fucking wild to 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 be shot by a motherfucker. And then see their publicists say it was you that pulled out a gun or you that beat the nigga up or you that did this whole time. You trying to hold a fucking. I'll tell you what I think. Me personally. The honor and tell. I don't think it has anything to do. Well, I won't say anything. I think it has less to do with protecting 
Tory because he's a black male and more to do with trying to protect my reputation from my own people and my own culture because what she probably was worried about is what's going on with some corners of the internet right now. You calling me a snitch for a motherfucker literally shooting me. And I think that's our fault collectively because we hold on to this snitch shit. Civilians, regular people hold on to this snitch shit and it impacts a whole fucking culture of regular everyday people. Now they scared to come forward because of what they own. People are going to think about them for just trying to be protected. Hey man, fuck what people think. Fuck what people think. What? Fuck what they think, man. Because when when the rubber hits the road and it's you versus me, nigga, I'm gonna protect me. Plain and simple, I'm gonna protect me. And Megan is doing the right thing. Yeah, we should support her and stand by her. Ain't no snitch in her. She's doing the right fucking thing. I could tell she was kind of uncomfortable doing it because even before she told, she had to give her qualification. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a shit. I'm from Houston. I'm from this. Like, we don't got to do that. It's not. It's not a knock on her in general. Like us, we, our culture, unfortunately, the regular people are held to the same standards as the criminals, and that's fucking insane. Criminals should be held. Criminals should be held to a regular standard, not regular people being held to criminal standards. Like if a nigga shoots you, tell that he shot you. You a regular person. You're not a criminal. And I'm not talking right. about Meg. I'm talking about in general. Like you should not feel ashamed unless you feel like your life is in danger. Because that not like you know what I'm saying a nigga on your block shoot your crib up. He might come. <laughs> he might come back. You know what I'm saying? But like, uh, like. Regular people should not be held to criminal standards. Criminals should be held to the society standards and shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, shit, blessings to Meg. Um, let's get Tori the fuck out of here. Like, literally, send a nigga back to his country. So so is it like, so do niggas put a green light on Tory head now? Well, I think they've already deported him. No, nah, he's still here. I... I, I thought I read something where they were where, where he was deported or was going to be deported, but you know, nah, that was slip. bullshit. They then they ended up on World Star a couple of days later at a McDonald's playing with a dog. Okay, well, <laughs> get him the get him the fuck on up out of here or get him in custody. He is a criminal. Now and the they are talking about um, updating his charges to assault. So I'm I'm fine with that. Nigga, I, I mean, how you can, how do you, how do you, I just don't understand that point. I, I, I still don't understand that. Po- like, how do you get it? How do you get to shoot somebody and not you black too? Like you just a nigga in a, in a, in a white suburb. How do they not arrest you? Like how, I don't get it. Whether she said something or not, right. Whether she said this, the person that did it, nigga, y'all came over here because of shots fired. And well, she did fuck up the first time because she lied to the police and told them it was glass. So maybe that's why initially he didn't catch it, um, which caused our confusion because you, there was a couple of different stories. Blah blah blah. That's unfortunate that she felt she had to do that, dog. And more than likely because of pressure from her own folks, us. When I say us, not yeah. me and you, but like the collective us, black, the collective group of black folks. 
we got a whole, <laughs> I don't want to say this, but like, yo, we got some problems in our in our culture that we some some kinks in the iron. I mean, some kinks in the in the cloth that need to be ironed out. You know, so it's some, it's some unhealthy things about our culture um, that are in in some subcultures. I won't say the whole culture, but some subcultures that man, we really need to we need to iron them shits out, dog, because it's not it's not right. Absolutely. All right, man. Uh, today's the day that uh, one of the greatest rappers of all time, my favorite MC of all time, released another project called Kings the Seas. Yes, I'm talking about. <laughs> I am talking about the God MC, um, Godson, uh, Nasir Ben Aludara. Nas dropped out, dropped Kings Dead. Have you had a chance to listen to the album? I've been listening to King's Disease since midnight. I pre-ordered it because I had to have it. First of all, when I found out you were the, uh, I'm going to give you credit where credit is due. You were the first one that you dropped it in the group. I'm with it. I was like, that would be a good idea. Me not knowing that it was like a real thing until I saw the promo video. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Nas sounds amazing. He sound, King's Disease is my music pick of the week. Okay. But Nas sounds amazing. 27 Summers is my shit. All Bad with Anderson Pack. I mean, the album is good, man. Nas is rhyming at a high level. This is, this is what I was hoping we were going to get from Nas. He gave me everything that I wanted. Um, I have nothing bad to say about this album. I certainly want to sit with it a little bit more and pick it apart a little bit more. I probably have listened to the album front to back three times already, but like, What's that's just my initial excitement. I just want to be able to, you know, spend some more time and like listen to it in the car, ride around with it. Yeah. That gives you a whole different, a whole different feel with it. But I, I have nothing bad to say about this new Nas um so it's 13 tracks on there um but it's only 38 minutes worth of music you know what i'm saying so it's a quick listen right um I, yeah I, easy I, listen i was up in the studio i was i didn't leave the studio last night till about 12 30 but i was waiting um and i'm up here listening to this shit and uh shout out to my brother pete uh pete hit me up my nigga text me about like about one he was like nigga i'm up like a like a kid <laughs> on christmas listening to this niles album and i hit him back he was like nigga i thought you'd have been asleep um but uh, I stayed up to listen, you know what I'm saying? Because I was I, I was really interested. And I tell you, dog, uh, like shit that just jump out to me that I that I that that I took instantly to Car 85. I love that. Yeah. Uh, 27 summers. Um. Then this morning, that was last night. But this morning, replace me. Full circle. Uh, to, come on, we, oh, we definitely yeah. getting there. Uh, number six is replace me with a uh, Big Sean and Don Tolliver. Yeah. Oh, that's my shit, yeah. dog. Like. It's two verses, like Nas came in and did his thing, right? He and Nas did his Nas thing, you know what I'm saying? But then like Sean came out and Sean, that's how you rhyme when you got a fucking legend on a track with you, fam. Like you fuck holding your own, like you stand out, fam. That's a great fucking verse, dog, and it's a great fucking song. Iron, iron sharpens iron, plain and simple. Sean is an elite level MC, man. Let's like I, I'm. You know, I've had my big Sean slander, but let me tell you something. 
I'm gonna walk it back. Sean is an elite level of an MC. And you know, plain and simple. And you know, uh, Hit Boy is doing the, the the majority of um Sean's album. Yeah. Um, which is I how can't that, wait to hear it. Yeah. Um, till the war is won. I I'll be honest. I wasn't expecting to like a, a, a like Nas and Lil Durk on a track together. I was not expecting to like this song. I didn't know what it to. Works, I didn't know what to expect. Was I? I didn't know what to expect. The shit works. I fucks with Durk it. Durk was a perfect compliment to Nas on that song. Yes. Um, all bad or Anderson Pot. Love all bad. Come Love on, all bad. I I I I saw myself I seen myself in a lot of these songs, man. <laughs> I definitely did. Uh the definition, which kind of explains a little bit more about what King's disease is. Um I got a chance to listen to uh the interview with Nas on um Hot Nine Seven. You know Nas don't do too many interviews, honestly. Um No. But he was on Hot 97 and explaining what uh King's disease was and cause they asked him, they was like, Well, King's disease is like um like when you a king, sometimes you get addicted to to the women, to the fast life, to the to the pork, to the liquor, to the wine. Like you you used to a certain high level of things and things come easier to you um, and you can get addicted to that and it can become a disease. Right. And you can and it can distort your judgment and distort everything. And he kind of alluded to like you don't even have to be a king to be infected with the king's disease. And I think. Um, a lot of us have King disease through the city. We was talking about all the fraud that's going on and all these niggas who's running up on these SBA loans and shit. Y'all got a King's disease or they call it a rich, a rich man's disease. We're like, you think that you deserve a, a $45,000 Rolex. Like a nigga got caught $180,000 worth of fraud this week. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all are addicted to the, the, the clay sad azul bottles the fucking 1942s the like fam what yeah. are y'all doing man y'all niggas y'all niggas live in my neighborhood <laughs> like what like what's going on here like y'all y'all infected with a disease um which is called greed envy and stuff like that but i dig it now full circle all right let's unpack it come on man listen dog First of all, I'm always down for a new AZ verse. AZ bodied that song, and he probably gave us one of the best verses in 2020. Listen, dog. This is my nigga Pete who did the intro song uh, live from Detroit. Side note, um, I did upload the entire Detroit News album to Spotify, Apple Music, the whole nine yards. So the intro song, that as well as the entire album, even the song on there with me rapping, uh, it's available. I'm gonna drop it in the notes, uh, and all the music that we put out, which has never been on streaming platforms before, is up. Um, so this nigga P hit me up last night. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he said, "I think AZ verse is one. That, this was last night at 1:39 a.m. I think AV verse, AZ verse is one of the best verses I ever heard in my life, bro." <laughs> <laughs> I'm so serious. And I'm like, I was like, AZ spaz on that joint. I hit him up this morning. Like, yo, he spaz on this shit. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, today at 2.14, Jay, it's official. That AZ verse may be the best rap verse I've ever heard. And Pete, uh, so y'all know I'm a Nas fan, of course, clearly. Like Pete, one of my, right. Pete, one of my favorite rappers ever, period. 
Like Peter's an incredible MC. Like y'all don't know the nigga. I get it. The whole nine yards, but like he's one of my favorite rappers ever. Like so for and we the 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 kind of, the kind of hip hop conversations and things that we talk about and the intricate details, the hours that we spent in the studio and all the other stuff. Like I respect his musical opinion above all. So when he said that, like it made me think about it differently. He was like, yo, did you unpack everything he said, bro? I'm like the flow, the lyrics, the content, the whole nine yards. So then when you break down what AZ was saying, like, I want y'all to listen to the AZ verse besides it. He flowing perfectly the lyrical content, but the content, what he was saying, like, come on, man, he owned up to, it was a very introspective verse. He took accountability. Yeah. Yeah, he took accountability for his actions and owned up to being less of a man sometimes. You know, AZ and Nas, they just go together. They just belong together. (laughs) I don't, I I would still pay good cash money for AZ and Nas album right now. Man. They belong together. Cormega bought it. Now, I'll be honest, I was like, I was waiting to hear Foxy's verse because I wanted you know, no shade, but you know, for a minute she had lost her hearing yeah. and I just didn't know what to expect. Uh, and it was cool. Like, it wasn't great. It wasn't amazing. It was cool. So, uh, uh, Nas talked about that. Nope. He talked about it. Uh, well, how the track came about, right? He say, uh, mm-hmm. he locked in with AZ. He, it was just him and AZ on this song. And then somebody was in the studio. He was like, yo, um, why don't you give, um, nor um foxy and um damn why why my why my brain just dropped uh cormega why don't you put foxy on cormega on that he was like wow i ain't never thought about that shit you know what i'm saying i ain't talking to niggas in so long so he put them all on there and he gave so much respect to uh to to foxy because he said she had, he had to think about like foxy and like all the rhymes that she used to spit like she was on tracks with like legends she was on with Jay, with Nas, with with LL. Like she was never around like Scrubs, and she always held her own and did her fucking thing. He was like, even on this track, like we were all talking about the same thing, and she just came on some. She just came was like, fuck what y'all talking about. I'm doing this, and he bigged her up like, yo. She gave she gave a cold verse, but she was like, nigga, on some woman in part like. He wrapped it up in air. And I was like, and when I listened to the verse, I'm like, okay, because they all are on some introspective stuff coming full circle with how they used to be womanizers, how what everything that I thought that made you gangster made you a man. And that that really didn't that that wasn't the case. I think AZ said a um something to the effect that when he grew up, God emerged. You know what I'm saying? Like he turned into like the song is very, very dense. And the whole entire album, if we're being honest, is a very, very dense album. And it has a very specific and clear message throughout the throughout this entire album, man. Yeah. Um, and he's basically explaining the quote unquote King's disease and what we was and like it was up. Listen, dog, listen to the fucking album. I think it's fucking great. How'd you like the production? I love the production. I, I feel like Hit Boy, you know, I always say instead of just getting beats, people should kind of lock in with the producer and create a cohesive sound. That's what Hit Boy did with Nas. He gave him a very cohesive sound throughout the whole album. 
they locked in and they created what might end up being, you know, I don't want to throw the C word out there too early. Yeah, we we relax. It ain't been twelve hours. We'll 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 convene next week. But yeah, yeah. But this this has the potential to be in a classic Nas album, and you know, Nas once again solidified himself as the God MC. Nas has been doing this 30 years, dog. Live at the Barbecue was in 1990. What did he say? 27 summers. Like, 27 summers. So, um, when I did, so in the joint, 10 points, what I didn't know, Nas is the first person I ever heard say Peace King in the Flyers. Yeah. That's where I got in the it AV. from. In the AV. Like I, I've literally, I, I 100% never heard anybody ever say that in life. That was 2001. I've never heard anybody say that shit in life. And I look at it, and that, and that's how AZ started off his verse. Peace, King. Peace, God. <laughs> like, yo, if a nigga wrote a book on your life, you think anybody would read it? No fucking doubt. Um, yeah. Now, last track, spicy. Fabio Foreign, ASAP Ferg. What you think? I like it, man. I'm, I'm actually a huge ASAP Ferg fan. I like Ferg's whole style, how he rap. Like, I like Ferg. I, I'm, I'm a huge Ferg fan. Prior to this album feature, like, I like Ferg's music, plain and simple. Yo, this, uh, so shout out to Curve, uh, Curve Gotti, uh, Marcus. Um, he was like, yo, he wasn't a fan. Well, initially, he was worried about the young niggas on this project. Um, and I never, I, I know who Fabio Foreign is. Um, I've seen him some interviews, the whole nine yards. I've never listened to his music. Of course, we know who ASAP Ferg was, is. I was like, I wasn't sure what none of these projects or none of these collaborations was going to look like. Dog, this spicy record, this shit hard, fam. Yeah, it is. It sounds yeah, like is. some, like, whew, this shit hard. Now, granted, you know I'm a Nas fan, so I could be. I'm super biased. Well, I don't know. Some shit I just don't like. Even if my favorite MC, I can say I don't like. I think, I think Nas was very calculated with the features on this album. Like all, like when you look at the features initially, like when I looked at the track listing, when I saw Dirk, when I saw Sean, when I saw Ferg, I kind of like, eh, I yeah. don't know. But when I listened to it, they all made sense. Yeah. And, you know, hip hop, it's it's about passing the torch to the next generation. It's about passing the torch along to the youth. Nas is essentially passing the torch to to these young MCs. This is, you know, hip hop is very big on, you know, the big homie stamp. You know that that stamp of validation. Nas put his arm around these MCs and said, "These these are the future. These these are the future of music, and this is who we should be listening to." And they. None of them disappointed. So peep this, dog. Um, other than Spicy, uh, which is a bonus record, uh, every single song on this album got a positive message. Like it said something. It wasn't just random bars. Like if you, I don't know how, well, I mean, you'll get a chance to like actually dissect it. But if you listen to this whole entire album, Every single song is telling it's 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 a message in every single fucking song. It's the same message through the whole fucking album, but I don't know how niggas listen to music or do y'all just skim through it. You know, you know, you know that uh, that hating ass J verse. Right, 
Right. Because you know I wasn't going to let this, this Nas conversation go without bringing up the fucking the hater of the year. I'm, I'm disappointed in Jay-Z that he took this opportunity to drop a fucking dud. A dud with Pharrell. Garbage truck juice trash. <laughs> he took this opportunity to drop a dud. Now, we have proof that Jay Z likes to step on Nas's coattails. Let I me mean, let me uh let's, let, let me play this little clip um from Fifty Cent a couple ahead. years ago. I'll cut it in because you're not gonna be able to hear it. So I just played it. <laughs> uh, but let's just take a look at the times in which Fifty Cent has dropped at the same time Nas has dropped. I'm sorry, uh, Jay has dropped. So Stillmatic dropped December 18th, 2001. Uh, Jay dropped Unplugged December 18, 2001. Uh, Streets Disciple dropped November 30, 2004. He dropped Collision Course same day. Nas Greatest Hits, November 6, 2007. That is an actual album. It has Surviving the Times on there, which is an original record that was promoted for this specific album. Jay dropped American Gangster the same day. Uh, Jay, I mean, Nasir. Dropped on June 15th, 2018. Everything is Love dropped the same day. Well, technically it dropped on June 16th, but Nas' album, which was supposed to come out on the 15th, didn't really come out until the 16th because of Kanye. Um, right. It came out like 11.50 or some shit like that. So it came out the next day. The Lost Tapes 2, July 19th, 2019. Jay-Z, Beyonce, Lion King uh, project drop. And then today, of course, he drops... King's Disease and Jay-Z and Pharrell or Pharrell and Jay-Z the day before announced another a song that was promoted on Time Magazine through some time capsule and all other dumb shit on the same day. Now, like, fam, look, one, I don't believe in coincidences, but I definitely don't believe in six coincidences. No. This and when people say like this is checkers, not chess. No, this this is a checkers move. This is this is some petty shit, and we just don't like we we address Fifty Cent and his petty differently. But like this is some petty shit by Jay Z. It's calculated. This is not by mistake. This is what the nigga has been doing, plain and simple. Is what and it's wrong. It's so whack to me though. You know what I'm saying? It's not gonna stop. Like. Do I think that all this stuff had had like a, a giant impact and make an album flop or some shit like that? No. I think niggas who was gonna like Nas album was gonna like Nas album. But I Nas think Nas has his fan base, Jay Z has his fan base. Like those things just well, that's never gonna change. But like the way that he's going about the way that he's moving, Jay look a little funny in the light. I think that he shit looks just a little so funny weak. in the light. And ultimately, this is what I boils down to. So, look, earlier this week, right, Monday, I don't know, maybe it could have been Sunday or Monday, I was like, man, I really want to hear, I think it's time for Jay and Nas to be on another track together. I want, because they, like, at similar places in their life with the content, the whole nine yards, the business ventures, the whole nine yards, right? And uh, I think Curve, um twins i think it was uh s i mean aj and um alex uh name tag 
um, we was having a conversation and it was like, yo, that's never, they're not real friends because one of them secretly hates the other. And we're like, well, who secretly ate who? And AJ was like, uh, Nas, I mean, Jay is secretly always going to hate Nas. And I was like, I don't know, man. But then this shit confirmed it like two days later. I'm like, dog, this is so whack. And the reason I believe that the case, same thing with 50 and Ja, this is the case of a super fan who got his feelings hurt and is holding a grudge 30 years later, 25 years later. The whole beef between 50 and Ja Rule happened when 50 came to a video shoot and tried to introduce himself to Ja Rule and Ja Rule blew him off because he had no idea who he was. And he held a grudge against him that long. Never meet your idols. Same thing with Jay. Um, I don't know if y'all are familiar with uh, Nas' baby mama, the one who cheated with Jay or went with not cheated, but well, she wrote a book and she was like, when she went to the nigga house, like Jay had all these unreleased Nas record, like actual records and vinyls and like damn near a shrine to the nigga. Like it was some weird shit. She said she was kind of weirded out by the shit. Like fam, you've always been a fan of mine. Um, remember back in the day, you been on my dick. You love my style. That's why I posted it yesterday. Like nigga, you been on my dick. You love my style. Um, calling my crib and I ain't even give you my numbers. All I did was give you a style for you would run with smiling in my face. Glad to break bread with the God. But like, when you think about it, remember it was like, yo, um, Nas, your shit is God's, but you trying to kick knowledge. Who kicking knowledge right now? Who in there talking about three flips of slaves who dropping a, a fucking a whack ass song. Cause that song was whack. And that beat was whack about entrepreneurship fam you doing the, you going to Nas route right now and all the niggas who said they didn't want to hear no knowledge and don't want to hear all that shit y'all take that shit from jay though i just thought that shit was whack it's fun he looking funny in the light like come on no that shit petty dog it is not yeah. it's not funny though like people are like, oh, look he's still being petty no that's not funny though like especially if you quote him like that shit just whack to me you know, Jay-Z is such a large artist with such a huge platform uh, and such a huge fan base of his own. You know, where people are going to be genuinely interested when Jay-Z drops an album. Facts. They're just going to be interested because that's, that's Jay-Z. He has reached a certain level of acclaim on his own and by himself where he does not have to where he doesn't have to, you know, drop to these petty ass antics. You know, we, we, we see what you're doing is documented, it's calculated, I, you know, but you don't have to. <laughs> if, 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 yeah, like, if, if you were to tell me that Jay-Z was going to drop a surprise album, you know, next week, I want to listen to it because it's Jay-Z. Facts. It, it, it doesn't take the antics in order to make it work, and I'm, you know, I'm disappointed that this is what you relegated yourself to. Jay, you are a veteran MC. You are a god MC in your own right. You don't you don't need to do this. And it's what makes it look worse is when the song is trash. I listened to Entrepreneur and I was like, thank God I didn't pay for this. It's not good, dog. This shit this shit is just trash. It's not good, man. Yeah. All right, man. Listen, dog. I know I give a who's man's this every every week. 
at the end of the show. Uh, but this one needs to be a whole entire segment. You feel me? Okay. Um, I'm gonna play a little piece of audio for the for the listeners. We're gonna still talk, and I'm gonna play a little bit of audio so they have a little bit of clarity and understand um, what the fuck is going on. You know, this kind of whole. I, I personally feel this is coming off the heels of, of Farrakhan's Fourth of July speech, sure. where he said, uh, "Those of you that say you're Jews, I will not give you the honor of calling you a Jew. You're not a Jew." You're so-called, you're Satan. And it's my job now to pull the cover off of Satan. And he went on to say like every Muslim, when they see a, a fake Jew, grab a rock. And, and, this is, and this is kind of what I feel is the energy. And a lot of people look up to Farrakhan. Um, I mean, I've interviewed NOI members multiple times. Right. I've used FOI for security. Mr. Greenblatt, you're Satan. Those of you that say that you are Jews, I will not even give you the honor of calling you a Jew. You're not a Jew. You're so-called. You're Satan. And it's my job now to pull the cover off of Satan so that every Muslim when he sees Satan yes, pick up a stone, yes, yes, as we do in Mecca. Yeah. Did you hear me, Brother Abdul Malik? When you know who Satan is, yes, you don't have to kill him, no. The stone of truth. Yeah. See, that's what you throw. Yes, right, right. Allah says, had we wished to take a pastime from before, surely we would have done it. Nay, we cast truth at falsehood till we knock out its brains. Every one of you that knows the truth, stand up and tell it from the mountaintop. Black people can't take it no more. So wherever you are on the job, in the factory, I don't care where you are. If you know the truth, stand up on the truth and tell Satan, who the hell are you to try and pick my friend? All right. So a couple weeks ago, because um, I watched Vlad TV on YouTube, against my better judgment, against the the the, the a couple of the homies don't fuck with them. Culture virtue, the whole nine yards. But I watched the information probably against my better my better judgment, right? Because of the people that's on the platform. I saw an interview or I saw a video titled um, D.L. Hughley, um, such and such at Minister Farrakhan um, telling people to stone Jews. And that was the title of the video um and then in the conversation they were talking vlad was talking about nick cannon and he's like he kind of blames the nick cannon backlash and or what made him get riled up on farrakhan's speech that he gave on the fourth of july and then he said on the fourth of july he told people when you see a jew pick up a rock um, and he misquoted and mischaracterized uh, what the minister said. 
because right after he said that, he said, the rock is of truth. We don't need to be violent. Pick up the rock of truth and strike falsehood in the head until you knock its brains out. Like it was very, very clear that I was not telling anybody to pick up a, a, a rock and stone someone. In fact, right. I specifically said we don't ever have to be violent because truth is the ultimate weapon. We will pick up truth and hurl truth at falsehoods. Very clear. However, Vlad on this platform had put information out to the contrary and put D.L. Hughley in a spot where he had to shake his head and speak disparagingly against Minister Farrakhan. So one, you titled this video fucked up. You misquoted and mischaracterized the Honorable Louis Farrakhan. And then you put two black people against each other and had somebody speak disparagingly and move in, in a way that wasn't in good light towards Farrakhan. Other, the other thing about that is the reason why people don't like Farrakhan is this exact same reason. No matter what I say. A deluded narrative. Yes. No matter what I say, you will take it, you will put your spin on it, and make me seem as if I said something violent, something bad, or whatever. And all of the interviews that I watched through the 90s where people were gathering their hate for a Farrakhan was pretty much him explaining what the media was doing and shit. So this it's not lost. Vlad's a smart man. It's not lost on him what's going on, right? Right. Uh, so Royce, um, put a video up on, on Instagram the other day. Oh, let me, matter of fact, let me see. So let me, let me, I, I'll say one other thing too. So that information went out and people, uh, reacted, uh, Nori Muhammad put Nori Muhammad put up the full audio and said, yo, that's not what happened. This is what he said in truth. Now, Nuri Muhammad has been on Vlad TV. It was a great interview, the whole nine yards. So Vlad put up on Friday, Vlad TV posted an interview with D.L. Hughley where I referenced part of Farrakhan's speech about Jews. I can't hear you, bro. Uh, he said on Friday, Vlad TV posted an interview with D.L. Hughley where he referenced part of the Farrakhan's speech about Jews. After our interview was released, I was made aware that there was a later part in Farrakhan's speech where he clarified those points based on that new info. We removed that part of our interview, changed the title and removed the social media posts. Although I don't agree with some of Farrakhan's statements, Vlad TV has always reported on people accurately and will continue to do so. So he put that statement up saying he took it. He took the video down and changed the title. I did not see an apology, however. So, uh, Royce put up a video and tagged Vlad in it and essentially was like, yo, this not like uh, I'm coming at you. I hate you type of shit. We are acquaintances. Uh, but long story short, basically said, you're not respecting hip hop. You're not respecting black folks. You yourself as a, have acknowledged that you are a guest in the house of hip hop. You don't get the right to disrespect Minister Farrakhan without apologizing. We need that. We need that apology. 
you don't you don't you don't get to mischaracterize our leaders um to add my two cents in when nick cannon said something about the jewish community that they deemed um incorrect or invalid what happened he was forced to apologize and he still lost his job he still lost opportunities because there was a consequence behind that so uh the other day that same morning i got on twitter and i looked at uh I got on Twitter and I saw Vlad, he posted something and it said that a um, hundred years from now, the content that we create will still be worth. Let me see if I can find this shit. All right. He said the, uh, the content we create will still be important 100 years from now. And I replied, will it be accurate though? The content that you recently put out, about the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan was not accurate. I would hate for that to be out for a hundred years, a hundred years from now. Uh, Vlad blocks me <laughs> like he immediately blocks me. Now I didn't think that was uh too harsh. I didn't use any curse words, whatever, but you know, it is what it is. Um, I didn't see an apology. He did. I didn't, I didn't see a response to Royce. He blocked me when I just pointed out the fact that you put out information that was inaccurate. The plot thickens, though. I'm watching uh, Corey Holcomb. He went in and he says from a from a, a really good source. From what I understand from a source that I call reliable, Vlad don't like the fact that the minister wouldn't go on his show. Mm-hmm. Really? Now, I mean, I'm yeah. going to tell you something about this Vlad shit. I, I, I might have said this before. Yeah, yeah. I don't got nothing against Vlad and I don't know Vlad. Well, I ain't gonna say I ain't got nothing against him now that I seen he from what I feel intentionally misquoted the minister and a couple other things that happened. So now I find out that he tried to get one of our elites the minister Farrakhan to do his show and Farrakhan didn't do the show and he felt some kind of way about that. So he has and somebody sent me this video where they backing up everything they said Vlad misquoted the minister and I feel like he did it intentionally because Vlad gets in his feelings when you get to talking about his people and I want to say this in case Vlad is watching your people are the dirtbag Hollywood running motherfuckers I'm talking about find out who run Hollywood because you was asking questions about Nick Cannon. Oh, Nick Cannon's my friend, so I'll talk to him before I say something about it. Then you said something about Nick Cannon in another episode, but I'm saying this. Nick Cannon apologized about what he said because dirtbags run Hollywood and they will blackball your career if you don't do what they want you to do and say what they want you to say. I want you to know that, Vlad. Don't, don't try to make excuses for who the fuck the people you try to act like angels are. They dirtbag motherfuckers. So don't, don't, don't run that shit on them motherfuckers. Snoop Dogg apologized because the dirtbag motherfuckers that run Hollywood, your people, will make it where he can't get that money no more unless he go on there and apologize. So when you're ready to talk about some real shit, holler at me because this Vlad shit really is played out. Oh, so you and your feelings. Right. You and your feelings. 
like you know what time it is you like he gonna say like later in his speech nigga three seconds later there wasn't no it wasn't i didn't come back to it like it was like i paused dot 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 and then said the 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 rock of truth the blase there, there there was no there was no yo 10 minutes later he clarified no it was in the same sentence in the same paragraph like so now you being funny and now you being petty and yeah. it's unfortunate that when you run the numbers on youtube because you can go there you done made 10 million dollars literally 10 million dollars off of vlad tv on youtube based on 90 percent black content so you make your money off of us you exploit the culture you 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 interview somebody who murdered somebody else. well uh when bankroll fresh got killed you went and interviewed the person who killed him and had him on the couch talking like it was just distasteful you you manuf like it, you do a lot of damage right but when you ask, right. when we ask for respect and an apology for something that you clearly and you blatantly did, we don't get none. Nah, I can't, I, I, I can't live with that. Like that don't, that don't sit right with me because we said on here a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago that no, no, it has to be a consequence when, when Nick went through his shit, it got to be a consequence. Somebody got to be held responsible when you say something about black people that's incorrect, that we find offensive. No, somebody got to demand an apology and it got to be action behind that. You don't get to do whatever. You, you don't get to make your money off of us. Treat us how you want to. Say what you want to say what, about us. And it's all good. No, fuck that. Everything I got and any kind of reach I got it's going to be in direct opposition to that man until I get an apology. We're not using your services. We not. I'm not watching no interviews. Anybody I know. No, no, not at all. You cut off. It got to be. Y'all Viacom got rid of Nick Cannon after he apologized, after he brung the, the one the, 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 the rabbi on his show. And talk to him face to face about his actions and apologize and like, well, help me help learn. I, I Teach me. If I was incorrect, teach me. He brought the rabbi on on that same platform immediately and try to get understanding. And they still let him go. So that who is a Russian Jew or Jewish person from Russia, you don't get to come over here, rape and dictate the culture um you claim that you know that you were a, a a guest in it but you want to disrespect one of the, the 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 highest members in the culture that's not that can't, that can't fly dog it can't fly no there's a certain level of honor dig, dignity and a word that a lot of you niggas is unfamiliar with integrity that you should have vlad has you know, and and I I'm not uh I'm not per se a fan of Black of Vlad's platform, but I'm not mad at it. He's had some very entertaining interviews, you know, very insightful interviews. He has an interview style that I don't necessarily care for myself, but you know that's that's just my personal opinion and how I like things. But you know, to 
here at Shop Talk Podcast, we are complete fans of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. We've come very close to interviewing the minister on more than one occasion. And, you know, I believe that that day that we have that sit down with him, it's coming and it's coming very soon. Uh, but I, you know, I can't stand by and support that, that type of fuckery. I just, I can't. And like, I cannot, I will not, I don't, I don't support it. And until we demand, um, with our actions that somebody put some respect on our names, then the respect will never get there. Um, so Thanks. no matter who uh, I, I like or who my, I may enjoy, who may sit down on that, on the, on Vlad couch or whatever, never again. I can't do it, dog. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. Y'all, we, we quick to, 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 to blackball everybody and cancel everybody. I can't do it, dog. I can't do it. Knowing the history of, 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 of the Honorable Lewis Minister Farrakhan and the, the, the quote unquote, the knock on him is the exact same thing that he just did to him on purpose because he wouldn't allegedly come on your show. That's not fair, dog. That's not right. You did that shit. That's malicious because there's no fucking way as a quote-unquote journalist whose information is going to be accurate and be around 100 years from now, there's no fucking way that you didn't hear three seconds later his full statement. It's impossible unless you're a lazy journalist and you just repeated what somebody told you. And I hope that's not what you're doing on your platform, right? Because that's not the kind of work that's going to be there for 100 years. It's just complete negligence. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's complete negligence. It's malicious and you know, we we will. You know, we don't. St- other other cultures don't stand for it when we slander them, and even after we apologize, we cannot stand for it in this situation either. Nope. Um, and the fact that you use D.L. Hughley um, is whack to me. Um, but I do got a couple of choice words uh, for D.L. Hughley too, um, because you're on some bullshit, my man. Um, and we want to go about who's whose man's is this. Now look. I, I don't make no qualms about it. I'm a fan of Angela Stanton King um, as a black woman. I like I like her. Running I for, like her. Running for her seat in um in Georgia. You know what I'm saying? You know what this nigga uh, tweeted out the other day? Okay. He said it's a it's a it's a it's a shame or it should be. A, he alluded to it's fucked up that she got the opportunity to run uh, for the late John Lewis seat. Um, and while he was fighting for civil rights, you was running from the law, alluding to her, her formal criminal past. I thought that shit was weak as fuck DL, um, because everybody got a pass. Uh, that woman had a pass and she didn't fix her life. She didn't fix her life. Now she's running for a congressional seat. One that she was running against while John Lewis was here. And don't act like you not affiliated out here, DL. Like you Every don't, saint was a sinner. Every saint was a sinner. Like, you mean to tell, like, listen, I get it. She conservative. I don't agree with everything she says. Some of the shit makes sense. But I do think, in her mind, she doing the shit. She's trying to help black people in her mind the best way she can. Just as the other side is trying to help black people, I think, uh, the best way that they possibly can. But the fact that you would, you would degrade a black woman publicly and try to, you gonna call her, you want to go the criminal route, nigga? Nigga, don't you got 
You tattooed the fuck baby. up. You tattooed and a whole side baby. Come on, man. Come on, fam. Like really? This 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 where you want to go? A woman who didn't got her life together and who's actually running for a congressional seat. You want to say you was running from the law? Oh, so now you don't fuck with criminals no more, DL. You didn't got your you you got your, you get your political talk on on CNN. You had a little CNN show a couple years ago. And now now you don't fuck with criminals no more because you affiliated, nigga. Don't act like we don't know you affiliated. I can see by all the tattoos on you who you affiliated with. So now right. that shit whacked to me, dog. Why would you why would you not want to uplift that person? Forget your political affiliations. That's whack to me, dog. And then the fact that you happen, you just so happen to be the one uh that Vlad used uh to put a wedge in between. Like, come on, fam. That's not a coincidence either. That shit whack to me, dog. That shit is weak as fuck to me. That's a whole move. Not going out of my way to 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 down another person who was running for a congressional seat. Like what? That's wild. But guess yeah, what? Man. But guess what happened though? He talking all that shit on Twitter. She ran down on that nigga at the airport. He had to get his security. <laughs> In real life. She said, keep that same yeah. energy that you have. And she ran down on him at the airport and he called for his security. That's the right thing to do because you can't have no confrontation with a woman. But it, I don't think she was coming to fight him. But no, you're going to have to say some of that shit you've been saying online to my face. Because I'm yeah. not for the I'm not for the play play. So much respect to her, the black woman. I I, I feel like people only care about black women if they're democratic, um, or if they view, they they uh, 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 agree with whatever stance they own. But shout out to the black woman for seeing the man who has been disparaging her online and on his radio show to approach him in public. And basically and said, say that shit in my that face. Keep talk that, that same energy. You're running for your security. Keep that same energy. I'm not here to fight you. I'm running for a congressional seat, nigga. We not about to fight. But don't go run behind your security. I think that's a whole move. And it's got to be fair on both ends. Got to be. <laughs> she, saw, she saw him. She talked that shit now. DL got security and... and uh, I respect the hell out of that shit, dog. I really do, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, he was. You brought up her criminal past. She came to you like a gangster. She's not a small woman she either. <laughs> no, she's not. She's she not. tall too. Like she's she, not like. Not, I'm not trying to give the impression that she like. No, no, no. She she's just a woman of a certain stature. Yeah, but she came to you like a gangster, and in a moment of uh, time for you to. That was your opportunity to, all right, let's deal with it. But instead of dealing with it, you cowered like a bitch. See, this is what I what I what I want from uh, black people who want to exert their political views online is to have some sort of discourse, not going into the situation where like I know that I'm right, and we're not going to try to argue about who's right or who's wrong. Let's understand my point understand your point and let's see if we can find some common ground somewhere it don't seem like anybody wants common ground i want you to bend the knee to my point and that's it how about you try to figure out what that person is talking about why they feel that way 
You explain why you feel that way. And there has to be some common ground or we can scrap this whole shit. If there's no common ground between the, the quote unquote two parties, then this shit is a wrap. But uh, yeah. Vlad and DL are both my whose mans is this. Uh, you want to talk about the NBA real quick? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's get let's get into that. Let's get into that. Okay, uh, I'm a I'm gonna come out here and I'm gonna throw myself out there. Lakers and six. It's still Dame time because he got hurt the last game, got a dislocated finger. But Dame Lillard definitely said, "Oh, I'm playing game three, and he's gonna be he's gonna come out there ready to play." The Lakers have a bad situation going on with the guards right now kuzma and uh who, who's the KCP. starting point guard yeah and kcp ain't it they need rondo back they need to throw jr smith in the rotation they got to get my man Deion waiters philly cheese in that rotation because when lebron or ad are not on the floor the lakers look like a completely different team they need lebron and ad to be great in order to beat this blazers team I mean, and I would not be surprised while I believe the Lakers can take them in six because not having a home court advantage is huge right now. Facts. And I believe the Lakers can take them in six, but Portland is a very dangerous team. I believe a very that, dangerous team. I believe Portland can take them in six. I don't know that they I will. Mean, I, I don't know that they will, I, yeah. but I, I definitely know that they can. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I I think they can also. I just believe that, like, eventually LeBron James is going to show us, like, nigga, I'm still LeBron and, you know, give us the performance that we expect out of him and put that team on his back and take them where they need to go. But Portland is dangerous. Hey, peep this. And if they... Hey, peep this, right? So I know back and forth, it's been some some back and forth between Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless don't think that Dame is a superstar, right? Skip Bayless is a whole ho. One hundred percent. I got I got bars for him, but I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna, I'll lead at it later. You know, I know that Dame is a superstar because I actually I actually pay for a whole TV package just so I can watch these games. I ain't had a, a TV subscription. I, I subscribe to my Hulus and all that other shit and my, my, my movie channels, but I didn't have regular TV in quite some time because I, I just wasn't watching it. I wouldn't pay for a whole TV subscription specific on Tuesday just so I can watch this fucking series. And I'm not doing that shit just to watch LeBron. I wanted to see the Blazers. I wanted to see Dame play. And I went and bought a whole fucking TV subscription for the shit. So if that nigga making me spend money, he's a fucking superstar. And and to add to this fact, uh, one other thing I like to add: Dame also dropped the track this week. <laughs> life on life in the bubble. Uh, he dropped the track. I'm him. Uh, we need to start having a conversation about Dame Dollar being an elite level MC. <laughs> he is not no slouch in the booth or on the court. This nigga Dame got no bars. Yeah, like he he like now listen. I'm not talking about you're a good rapper that happens to be a basketball player. I'm talking about this nigga can rap just to be a rapper. Like, yeah. he really got it. If he, 
if he wasn't playing basketball and he just wanted to drop albums, I'd listen to him. Loki, like, listen to him. Like, if if we never knew he was a basketball player and he could rap this good, we would we would we would receive the music differently. But because people yeah. see you from the basketball player, they just don't they don't it, it don't people want you to be one thing. Yeah. People want you to be one thing. But no, one hundred percent the boy can he can go. He can go. Absolutely. Uh I'm what other series are you interested in? Because I'm not really. Uh the only on the West, that's really the only thing I'm checking for. On the East, I just want to see what the Bucks are gonna do. Uh Giannis is still playing at in still playing MVP level basketball. I mean, he literally he literally takes two steps after half court and he's at the basket. Yeah. Uh he he's a fucking freak of nature. Uh, I don't really, you know, whoever comes out the East is who's going to come out the East. I always felt like the East is a little, a little thinner. The level of competition is, is just a little, it's just different. Not that it's weak, not that it's less. It's just, it's just different. I feel like you have a lot more formidable teams in the West, but you know, the, a huge thing for the playoffs for me is absolutely no home court advantage. If you do not come to play, Every night you're going to get your ass popped. I hear the rest of the teams are 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 trying to get a bubble type thing going on for when it comes back to play like in a to be in like in a dorm setting. Because um, the NBA did it right; they they're the best league. They're the best sports league. Period. Um, I know niggas love football more than basketball. The best sports league that we have is the NBA, and it has I think it yeah. puts on the best content. Now, I get it. Everybody loves the Super Bowl, the whole nine yards and shit like that. But I would rather watch basketball. Um, it's just a good league. I think they, I think they do it. They get, they get it right most times. Never gonna be perfect, but they get it right most times. And I think they put on a, a really good show. I, I think the TV, the, the the games are a lot better than what I was expecting. Um, it don't, yeah. it don't yeah. seem like they hooping in the empty gym. It do feel like it's a crowd there. It sounds like there's a crowd there, and you see stuff in the peripherals, and that's all that you really care about. So, um, yeah, man, uh, I, I'm in, I'm excited for that. Um, I don't know, man. Did you, oh yeah, the Warriors got the number two pick in the draft, fam. Man, the rich keep getting richer. The rich keep getting richer. Well, they get the mellow ball. Uh, I don't see La- I don't see Lamelo going to Golden State. Who I think would be a perfect pick for the Warriors would be the center out of Tennessee, out of Memphis, rather James Wiseman. Because uh, you you bring back a healthy Steph Curry, a healthy Clay Thompson, a healthy Draymond Green, and you add a rim an athletic rim protector. The young man is seven two. You know, he moves well. Do he shoot? You know, you put that you put yeah, I mean, shooting he he's gonna have to get better at shooting. But I mean, you put him in that situation, the Warriors become a dangerous team next year. But what I really think is gonna happen is that the Warriors gonna package that pick and they're gonna get Giannis. Um you think that so the Tim the Timberwolves got the number one pick. Um, do you think they take him ball? 
I don't think they're taking ball with the number one pick. It's that young man out of Georgia. I can't think of his name. No, they, uh, he plays like small forward. I think he'll go. I think he'll go number one. I think Lamelo though will go within the top five. Dog, if Lamelo, if Lamelo was available at number two, when Golden State, Golden State need to pick Lamelo Ball. That nigga can shoot. He like six seven right now. He's probably gonna end up being like six nine. Um, uh, he can probably pay the, the 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 three and the four. He he can handle the rock. They need to pick that nigga up because I don't know how long um, Clay's gonna be there. They need to pick him up, dog. They one hundred percent need to pick. Him I mean, up. I don't, I don't think I don't think that's a dead pick. And I'm gonna say this: Levar Ball, he saw the future. We didn't want to hear him when he was talking about it. We thought he was too brash and too cocky. Levar saw the future. And he knew that the future was his son's, and he's right. I want the middle son. Right. I want the middle son to get in the game, dog. I, and everybody keeps saying he can't hoop, but I do think he can. <laughs> I really do, and I guess we'll I just find don't out. Think he's gotten the op- I just don't think that he's gotten the opportunity. I'd like him to see at least him to make somebody's summer league team. Yeah. And get, get a, let's like get a good get get a good look at him. Yeah. But Levar, Le, I want Levar Ball to continue to be on television for another ten years. Yeah. And um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that, man. No college football. Never lost. <laughs> yeah, man. So listen, man. I, um, I think that's all our topics I got, man. This week, man. Yeah, that's all I got for this week. I, I'll start off to Benny. It's your man, Dame Going Wild. Uh, Dame Ruffin won on the Twitter. Please follow me because I need trying to get them Twitter followers up. Y'all show me love on the gram, but take some of that love over to Twitter. Follow Shop Talk Podcast, shoptalkpod.com. Uh, when you see the blue and the black, you know where you're at. If you are listening to my voice, if you can hear me right now, I love you. I appreciate you. Uh, I cannot wait to see your faces again. The brand is stronger than it's ever been. Dame is stronger than I have ever been. God is great. God is great. We're going to continue to do amazing things. You know, one one thing that this opportunity to, to be on my back has, has given me is time to think and time to strategize. Shop Talk is an army. You understand? And we are coming. We, You know, if you look at the hill and you see the biggest house on the biggest hill in the city, that's us. Ain't nobody above us. Now, there's a, there's a lot of other podcast studios. There's a lot of niggas doing what they do, making their own ways, more power to them. But nobody, nobody is stronger than the Shop Talk podcast brand. Shout out to my niggas this week in culture who dropped a hilarious episode. <laughs> uh, shout out to views from the thick, unsavory antics. What the fuck did I miss? All the podcasts that record out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios, you help us make the brand strong because there's quality audio and quality content coming out of them, coming out of them walls, man. And we are only going to get bigger and better. If you, I told niggas four years ago, either you was going to get down or you was going to lay down. It's time to lay the fuck down because we are stronger than we have ever been. And we're only going to get bigger and better. You got to know that. You feel me? Um, listen, man. Shout out to y'all who be out there putting the blue one back up. 
in y'all podcast studios. I see y'all. I see you. I, I, I do. I saw I saw a couple blue and blacks out there that wasn't Shop Talk Podcast Studio. But uh, it ain't the right blue and a black. You feel me? But uh, Imitation I, is the best form of flattery. I saw two different. I I, th- I saw two different things in the last two weeks with niggas locally here uh, in a podcast studio with uh, with blue and black on their walls. Now it didn't look the same. It didn't look as high quality and how fucking amazing this shit looks in here. Um, but I saw it and um, thank you. You've been on my dick, nigga. You love my style. Um, Absolutely. When you see the blue and the black, you know where you're at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio, books of time. I'm not saying that we the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jane Dame. Hell yeah. Peace.